That is quite addicting, no? Let me try. <laughs> Welcome, boils and goos, to Heroes of Noise, episode 134. The Geek Out, Freak Out 3. With your hosts, Steve Bloodson, and I am Van Panthen Ramirez. At your service, ready to suck your blood. I mean, entertain you. <laughs> that was a mistake. Any bit of a joke. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give the microphone to the very creepy, the very scary, Steve Bloodson. Good evening, you spooky herbs, you. You spooky Halloween herbs, you. How are you guys doing? I am one half of this zombie-rific duo. My name is... Steve Bloodson. <laughs> What's up, everyone? This is Dan. Happy Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on? Dude. Steve, this is your favorite time of the year. You have no idea. Like you Are gen- you excited? You ge- Do you have no idea? Now, I'm not... Uh, mind you, mind you, things are a little bit weird given the zombie apocalypse, but it's still my favorite freaking part of the year it's not close you got your candy all ready to go you're gonna do trick-or-treating this year handing out the um, candies and the goods and such i might give you my my candy and then you could hand it out to the kids i just don't i don't i don't trust not giving them something you're way more careful with that so you do the whole thing where it's like yeah i'm a hazmat guy but in actuality you're for real like all garbed up <laughs> i'm not that safe i could because i'd want to hug on the chill be like look at you looking all cute i can't do it Okay, stop, 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 stop. We've done three of these now, and something that you've just said never came up. What's that? You like to hug on the children? Well, like I'll pinch their cheek, yeah. You'll kiss their cheek? Pinch their cheek. Either way, you'll pinch their cheek? Yeah! Who pinches cheeks, Steve? Because you're like, look at you! You pinch their cheek. Steve, Me? do you understand that if I came to your door with my child and you pinched my kid's cheek, it would be on? No, you'd, you'd be endeared. I would not be endeared. I'd be like, get your filthy hand off my kid's cheek. Mm, well, be, be, see, you got to understand, G. This was pre this, man. It was a different time. Steve, you, I, I don't you, care if it was five years ago. I don't. I think you do. I think it would be a little different in your brain. Who pinches cheeks? You might as well call them like a nice, fine young lad or something while you're at it. I do tell the young, like one of the uh, brother, little, little, little dudes was dressed as Black Panther. And I was like, well, look. Look at this Black Panther brother. Like, you know, I give him a little something like that, but, you know, handsome oh, lad. Oh, Black Panther, you reminded me. I know. I know. Way to get the show going, Steve. Bring it down. Here's the thing. I I, you're, I know you being like, you know, not trying to get any COVID situation. You're definitely not handing out candy. Nope. Not a chance. <laughs> not this year. <laughs> you know what, man? Like I used to be the the grouch of Halloween. I would be the guy that's like, "Why aren't you saying yeah. trick or treat? You're just standing there with your freaking candy out." And then, you know, the blue pails came, and I'm like, "Okay, well, there's a reason for that." But then there are the people that show up, and I've mentioned mm-hmm. this before on the show. They show up. They are full grown yeah. adults. They have a kid with them in a stroller that is probably two months old. Mm-hmm. Talking about trick or treat. Yeah. 
There's not an older brother or an older sister there. It's just this baby. <laughs> you really hate So that. why would I give you my candy? You know what I mean? And that, that probably makes me a bad person. It does. Maybe that makes me the grouch. Well, you don't the grouch have... of, of Stewart Avenue. So what is the what is we remember we established rules for the other Halloween. Remember we had five rules, ten rules or something. Yeah, it's been a while though, because we skipped last year. Ladies and gentlemen, we skipped last year. This should technically be Geek Out Freak Out Four. But Steve was a big old pie last year and things didn't work out, so we couldn't do it. So anyway, I'm sorry, Steve. What were you saying? <laughs> You were saying there's rules. There are rules, and I think one of them was like you, if as long as you're under the age of seventeen or you're seventeen ish, you can still get candy. Grown ups can't. Are we producing ID? You kind of got to give if if a, like look if a dude looks really young for his age, I will give him candy. Or a woman looks young for I will give them candy. I'm guessing seventeen ish. Although having when my when I, I used to pick up my son from school, some of those kids look like grown men. So I don't know if I'd be able to gauge as well as I think I could because some of them had full on beards. I have a question for you. Go for it. It's been a rough year, Steve, right? It's been a while. We we've had a uh, a lack of stimulus. No, I'm not going to get political. Talk I'm just for yourself. Yeah, money, no. m- money isn't uh, is is easy to come by for some. Yes. This year in particular. Yes. yes. So. If I don't, rem- I, th- I seem to recall that, and maybe you were different than me, but I remember one of the rules being that you at least have to have a costume on. Absolutely. How about this year? Yes. Are we making an exception? Um, well, I'm not handing out candy. So if you came in with a freaking the most amazing costume in the world, I would only see you passing my dark patio. Now so- I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, let's just say we were handing out candy. Okay. Would that fly this year? Do we take the economy into consideration? Yes. Okay. All right, then. All right. That's fine. I, I agree with you. I think it's been a rough year. I think we're going to see a lot of Black Panthers this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe we're going to see a bunch of Homelanders this year. Um, That, I didn't even think about that. There's a Homelander costume in this house right now, Steve. Is it you? No, no. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be so dope. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Homelander. No, you're not. No, I really look at my costume. No, you're not Homelander. You're bald, five seven in Hispanic. <laughs> That's okay. That is okay. I saw a lot of white dudes in Black Panther outfits. Really? Oh my God, yes. Like black kid, like white kids in Black Panther. Yeah, that takes balls because they're like, I want to be Black Panther too. <laughs> How'd you feel about that? Oh, I was fine with it. Yeah, really? Yeah, I would like give. A, I would be like, yeah, you know, you already know. Now grow up and keep that same attitude, Hammy. I'm glad. I'm glad you feel that way, man. Even like I'm glad you, you feel that way. I was thinking maybe that would be a little bit, you know, like in the no-no category. No, it's perfectly because I'm like, that's the next generation of people who are not going to be dealing with their knucklehead racist parents. I Good like for it. You. I Good like for it. you. Hudson. Then again, Proud if they had racist parents now, I don't know if they'd let them. <laughs> so they might be in a cool house anyway. So it's kind of defeats their purpose. Any other costumes you think we'll be seeing this year if we were handing out candy? Um, we're definitely going to see, oh, we won't, we probably won't be, we won't see the butcher. That's way <laughs> too easy. It's just a trench coat. Trick or treat, cunts. <laughs> Excuse um, me? I've never watched that show. That's really harsh language. Cobra Kai. Oh, that'd be dope to see some Cobra Kai. You might see a few Cobra Kai. 
Maybe. I'd like to see like five of them just Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai going down the street like douchebags. That'd be great. I'm sure somewhere there, I'm sure in the town that this is based in, someone's going as Cobra Kai. They've got a good hop to their step when they're in, when they're doing their march. You know what I mean? So they're like, Cobra Kai. And like Dum Dums and like Biddle Honeys are falling out of their little pumpkin baskets. Oh, Biddle Honeys were so good. Come on now, right? I forgot all about those freaking things. Yeah. All these people try to invent all these new candies. And really, you only need the old schools. Give me an Abba Zabba. I was just about to say Abba Zabba. I love the little peanut butter center. Hook me up with a big hunk. Give me a big hunk. I'm not playing around with you. I'll even, whatchamacallit? What's it called? Whatchamacallit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's its name. Remember that commercial? <laughs> What's your favorite candy, bro? Huh? What's your favorite? <laughs> so Remember that commercial? I'm saying, what you call it? What do you call it? I mean, that's his name. What's your favorite candy, bro? Uh oh, uh, Reese's peanut butter cup. That's right. I can't have those in my house this year. Why? Trying to watch my figure, Steve. Oh, you like them too? That's like crack cocaina. Cocaina. You like them too? Oh, dude, who doesn't like a Reese's peanut butter cup? Oh, dude, my son hates them. Crack cocaine. <laughs> he hates them? He hates them, dude. Okay, then what's his favorite candy? Oh, shoot. I forgot. It's some, oh, um, he likes like a hundred grand. <laughs> hey, man. I know he's your boy and everything, but what the fuck? Like, what's going on with this hundred grand bar? <laughs> He's like, you know, we're banging. I'm like, what? A hundred grands. You know what is the business? Fifth Avenue. Try those out. <laughs> Mars bars. I'm like, gee, what? The role of your son will be played by a 70-year-old man today, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, G. Almond Joy, are we talking about at this point, G? Um, okay, hold up. I'm sorry. Are you putting that in the old man category? Yes. Color me an old man then, because I absolutely love it. Oh, them. well, then you're, yeah, it's, so it's there. It's happening, because it's easier on your teeth. Do you like mounds? No. See, I like the mounds and the Almond Joy, because sometimes you feel like a nut, and sometimes you don't, Oh, Steve. my God. What? I didn't know that that was that commercial. What what do you think it was like a uh, commercial for Viagra or something, dude? You know what? I would be so proud if I heard this. If I wrote that jingle and they were like, "Oh, I didn't know that's what that that means." My jingle superseded whatever the freaking candy was. I just remember that freaking jingle. You've got like jingle jeans in your family. I or I remember all jingles, and then I look up who wrote them. But I'm saying you literally have family that have done jingles. Oh, what was true. it? It was a. Uh, Always oh, don't tell, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell. Yeah, Sorry. that's it. Always Coca-Cola. That's a that's jingle-ish. That's a jingle. That's that's <laughs> I mean, that is that's about as jingly as they come, Steve. No, I think the most jingly jingle is um um like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's probably the most jingly jingle. Because it's a quick, you will never forget it. I like all of the auto store commercials, like AutoZone. Get in the zone. Hot toad zone. <laughs> trying to rock out. What was the other one? Uh, oh, O'Reilly's. Oh, 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 O'Reilly's. <laughs> O'Reilly's. Auto parts. What other ones are there? Uh, at the Pep Boys. Many Moe and Jack. I've never heard that one. Yeah, well, it's, it exists, okay? You Did asked it? a question, I gave you an answer. Wait, we said what, Moe and Jack? Many. Really? M-A-N-N-Y. Manny, Moe, and Jack. I did not know they had names. Commercials say so, Steve. It's the 80s commercials do. I don't think, I don't even know if they really like advertise 
the pet boys anymore, as in Manny, Moe, and Jack. They might just be a company, much like Dutch Brothers or, you know, Gee, something like that. Dutch, uh, listen. <laughs> okay, I have anyway. Dutch Brothers news, by the way. Go ahead. Oh, do Go you? Ahead. What is yeah. it? What were you going to say first? No, I'm just, uh, this, I, I was, this weekend somebody was like raving about how good they are and how they want to buy a, I'm just going to get a job there so I could just buy, you know, my own Dutch, because it's just so good. I'm like, you would. When I looked <laughs> at the person, I was like, yeah, yeah, you would. You would do that. It's just not good coffee, dude. I agree with you. But guess who's working there now? Who? Me. No, I'm just kidding. My son. Oh, I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to be like, what? <laughs> why is it? Why, why? He quit the grocery store because he was just tired of, and, and I realize this isn't scary, spooky stuff. We'll get off this. Yes, it second, is. Working eight hours a day for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, that's actually horrific. But apparently <laughs> working at this grocery store he was working at is equally horrific. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked around and he realized that Everyone there has been there forever. It's a union-based company. Yeah. And the oldest of the old are called the key holders. And I think he had a vision of himself being a key holder like 20, 30 years from now, and it freaked him out. I love it. And he realized that he really wasn't, you know, he wasn't around any of his younger peers, and he wanted to be mm-hmm. with people his own age, and he wanted to kind of just take a second and, and sort of regroup and find himself. So he actually stopped working there. He's working at Dutch Brothers right now, which is right down the street from the house. It's yes. walking distance, saving on gas. Thank you very much. So, yeah, that's what he's doing. Does he say Dutch Brothers or Dutch Bros? Actually, I think he just calls it Dutch, which is a thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's making me matter as it's going, dude. I try to not roll my eyes, but I end up rolling my eyes most of the time. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to go your your daughter because that made, I'll be like. Makes more sense, right? I'm not, I don't know. Here's the thing. Your son did not strike me as like the only time I've gone to Dutch Brothers is because. I went, it was after a test that I was just so mad that I needed some coffee and I went there and they're just overly excited. And I'm like, I will never go here again. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up because it's really true. It's like anything. (laughs) Hey, how's it going? Oh, dude. Uh, It's 530 in the morning. I'm doing okay, man. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, bro. Fantastic. What can I get you on this fine day? Oh, wow. That's coming in really hot. Um, I'll just have a regular black coffee. Black coffee, cool. Like, you don't even finish the sentence. Yes, dude. That's going to be great, dude. That's awesome. Anything else? Can I get you like a scone or anything? No, it's it's just going to be the black coffee. Thank you very much. Perfect, bro. I will be right back with your order. Dude. And then, like, of course, there's someone else is doing the order. So then they stick their head back out the window and they're like, so what's on the agenda for today? And you're like, oh, God, fuck you. Just die. Dude, that's what. And I wasn't in the mood. And at that moment, as soon as the other person said, Hey, what's going on? I said, I'm never coming here again. But I was already in line and I was already, there was people behind me. I'm like, I know I'm never going to come here again. And I was like, yeah, I just, I just blew it on a test. <laughs> test, right? School, crazy. What would you like to drink? I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. It's <laughs> over. We are done. So I never went back. How dare these people agree with me? Dude, it's just like, my, come on, man. It's like, Jesus. I get it. I don't understand what it is. Anytime, like if I'm ordering something at a drive through Yeah. And I'm speaking to the person that's taking my order. Chances are they've taken 20 to 30, possibly 50 orders before me. Right. So how are you going to tell me that my order is awesome? Like, I would just be like, all right, next, next, dude, next. The only thing worse than that, my friend was like, I went to a a coffee shop. It was very Trumpy. And I was like, what was the name of the coffee shop? He's like, Cup of Joy. Oh, yes. And I was like, oh, my friend, by the name alone. (laughs) I'm, I had never heard of it. I'm just like, 
I'm going to go on a limb and say it's a Christian coffee shop. Yeah, like when you walk into that joint, they're like, what up, my MAGA? And you're like, Are, whoa. Ooh, exactly, dude. You it, need to back it up just a little bit. I have a feeling. And it, it was just a smell. Watch how it explodes. That's going to be the next Dutch Brothers in Fresno. Mm, maybe. Problem is, is that they've got religion attached to it. And that'll only go so far. Even like with, with uh, Trumpers. It'll only go so far. You do know, have a man. lot of them that are very Christian based, right? Yeah. And I realize again, this is not Halloween conversation, but it's still scary as fuck. Now, when it comes to like the, like I said, you know, so not all of them are Christian based. So, but they're still heavily supportive. So yeah, they'll be there, but I don't, I don't know if it's going to be quite as bad. I don't think that the religion part of it, particularly these days is going to go too far. It'll, yep. it'll, it'll maintain, but it won't be like a check out this brand new shop that's attracting all the attention. I oh, think that's it's just going to sort of silently be there with the silent majority, if you will. And also the young people aren't going to do it. The young people will fake. And uh, dude, if I actually, you a- I have heard cup of joy come from young people quite a few times. So maybe you're on to something, but I doubt it. I think they phase out. Like there's a certain group of very like I'm so Christian. I go to a Christian coffee shop. That's most likely because I think um, I think there's a certain church that's behind that. And those youth from that church probably go to that store to go to that place. But most youth want to be normal. Not saying if you're Christian, you're not. I'm saying if you're so there that you go to a Christian shop, that's like doing your dang thing. Like, wow, you're you're doing the most. If you're going to pass Starbucks and go all the way down there, you're doing the absolute. Like, if I gave you a $100 Cup of Joy gift card, how long would it take you to use it all? <laughs> oh, like I'd probably just have it the next year. <laughs> you don't think you would just be like, well, let me just keep going. Let me just go since it's free. No, you know what I'd probably do is I'd probably just give it to someone that goes. Dad, gone, bro. Really? Yeah, I think so. You Don't ever get me one of those, bro. You'll be wasting your money. But it'll be so funny. It would be funny to test the idea. I can't go into places like that because my skin gets hot. It starts getting itchy. You do. That's true. You you did do a whole uh, few seasons of something called The Word that I think pretty much damned your soul. Pretty much. Like yeah. I'm blacklisted from that place. I'm pretty. Yeah, I mean, look. Well, then again, you have you did have someone in the house that might have blessed you, so you might be okay. You have a relative that has blessed you in your house, so I think you'll be fine. We'll see. We'll see how far that goes. <laughs> I think it's waning. <laughs> the uh, you know current dose of reality is making things wane. well. Zombie apocalypse, dude. Right. Zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are not trying to go back to like I. People are not trying to go back anywhere. Actually, I mean, I know that. Like I said before, if people at my job, they're never coming back. They said, if you can work from home, you can work from home from here on. Who would want to do that, though? Me. Like, really, would you? I, God, dude, I just couldn't. I can't do it. I yes, can't do it. Dude, dude, say you did audio editing. You could just do that in your spare time that you're not working. Yeah, kind of like now. That's true. <laughs> it's, trust me. I would much rather be in an institution where there's stuff going on. And I can sort of monitor my day by how busy we are. And wow, look up. It's eight hours later and I'm ready to go home. That's Gee, how I like to do it. Really? There's a lot of people that want to work in their underwear and stay home and do this whole thing. And you know what? I'll say this. Maybe if it was the right job with the right amount of pay, and I'd be like, you know what? I'm doing this and I'm getting paid this. Yeah. But to have that whole, well, I'm home and I get to work for myself. But like, you know, the money's not what it used to be. I don't want compromise right now. Look at this guy. I want it to be like, you have to, this is your best career you've ever had. This is the most money you've ever made. And guess what, G, you get to do it from home. That's the only way. 
it is doable, but I don't, I think even then you might be like, I've got to get out. I can't do this. You're a mover and a shaker, G. Ain't that the truth? You, you, you have, you have made, you have spent your life going, 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 going. And if they're like, all right, now you're at home, you don't have to do anything. And if you're like, you get an email saying, hey, we need you to do this. And you start getting up. They're like, no, no, no. You can do it from right there. You'd be like, ugh. <laughs> I want to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it would drive you a little bit. You are a mover and a shaker, dude. Speaking so. of moving and shaking. Yes, sir. Um, how's your uh, broga doing? Are we going to talk about broga and all this stuff on the Halloween show, Steve? Hey, hey, listen. I got. I don't talk to you during the week. How? All I want to know is your fault. how it's that going. That is your fault directly. Uh, all I want to know is how it's going. It's going great. Thank there you very we much. Go. I've maintained a weight that I, you know, I got down to about 185, went back up to 187, and I'm just kind of hanging out at 187 right now, which is fine. That is a beautiful thing. That's all I want to know. And ladies and gentlemen, now we can get into that spooky part of our show <laughs> where we do contact information. Is there a way you can make information scary? Contact zomformation, right? Uh, yeah, Steve, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anything quick enough, but you know what I can do is I can, I can try to spook it up just a little bit for you. You want me to try that out right now? Yes. All right, sir. Here we go. Greetings again, boils and ghouls. My name is Van Panathin, and I am here with the spookiest contact information you have ever heard in your goddamn life. If you want to get a hold of the show... Call us, email us, do what you can. There's voicemail. But the easy way to do it is to go to Heroes of Noise podcast. Hooey! God damn it, who did that? Stop doing that, Igor. You scared the shit out of me. Where was I? www.heroesofnoise.com I'm not kidding, Igor. Don't do that again. I'll cut your fucking head off. Son of a bitch. Where was I? Leave us a voicemail. Subscribe to the show. You can listen to the show wherever podcasts are heard. And if you know the right incantations, you can listen to it in midair because that's spooky. <laughs> that is not actually true. I'm sorry about that. I will continue. Perhaps you're lonely. You want to be part of a community, something special, someplace safe. Join the Heroes of Noise podcast community that is on Facebook. Yes, I know it's Facebook, goddammit, but it's the only place we have right now. Just deal with it. I will go ahead and end this announcement now. But before I give it back to Steve Bladson, I have one more announcement that I'm going to get to. But first, I will turn this music off. Steve, juggling this whole Van Panathan thing and like going back and forth like this, it's a, it's a bit tedious. But I'm going to go ahead and continue with it. Am I doing okay so far? You're doing wonderfully. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? Steve, guess what? I give up. We have a giveaway. It's not often we do these, sir. We have a full-fledged giveaway, and I would like to talk about that right now. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So last week, I kind of mentioned it. Maybe you heard, maybe you didn't. It was a little bit iffy at the time, and there's a story about that. Uh, what I'm about to give away was supposed to be sent to me last week, and I got an email just this week saying, hey, don't worry, they're on the way. The package was stolen. So that means that these are worth something, ladies and gentlemen. People want these, okay? So I want to give them to you. How many do I have? Steve, ask me how many I have. How many do you have, Van Panathan? I've got five, Steve. Five of these to give away. But we don't even know what they are yet, so I'm going to go ahead and get into that right now. 
The good people at Simon and Schuster have given us five copies of Video Palace in search of the eyeless man. That's right. Maybe you remember the podcast last year. Was it last year? Maybe the year before? But it came, yeah, it was 2018 when it came out, the very end of 2018. And uh, it was one of the better podcasts that I've personally ever heard. You can get it on Shudder. You can get it wherever podcasts are heard. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you what's going on with this one right now. Uh, That was the first story uh, about a guy that was in search of the white tapes. There's a lot more to the story. Don't worry, I didn't ruin anything for you. However, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what the next book is about. A collection of chilling stories from the leading writers in horror and suspense, exploring elusive urban legends. In the popular podcast, Video Palace, Mark Cambria, aided by his girlfriend Tamara, investigated the origins of a series of esoteric white videotapes. Cambria went missing in pursuit of these tapes, but not before hearing whispers of an ominous figure called the Eyeless Man. Fascinated by the podcast and Cambria's disappearance, Maynard Willis, Ph.D., and professor of folklore embarks on his own investigation into the origins and tapes of the Eyeless Man, who he believes has lurked in the dark corners of media culture and urban legends for at least 75 years. As part of his study, he has invited popular writers of horror and gothic fiction to share their own Eyeless Man stories, whether heard around the campfire or experienced themselves. Yet swept away in this thrilling and terrifying collection of tales from the contributors, including Bob DeRosa, Mirab Devash and Eddie McNamara, Al Going Back, Bree Grant, Marin J. McCormick, Rebecca and David, Ian McKendry, Ben Rock, John Skip, Graham Skipper, Gordon B. White, Tamara Wolf, and Mary Phillips Sandy. By the way, this is also an audiobook, so you can get that there. Uh, I purchased the audiobook myself because I wanted to hear it. I'm a better audiobook listener than I am a reader currently these days. And if you want a sample of what that's like, you can actually go to the Video Palace feed. There are three bonus episodes available right now, and they are basically from the book. I think it's the first three chapters, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, you can get yourself a little taste of it. You can see what it's all about. Now, here comes the big part here. These are the giveaway rules, okay? Now, I tried to make this as simple as I can. I really did. But there are some specific instructions that I had from Ben Rock and Bob DeRosa. It's about a hashtag. They want this hashtag to be like the official hashtag, okay? So this is what we're going to do so you can win this. Uh, The contest ends on November 4th, okay? You have to get your submissions in by 9 p.m., Pacific Standard Time. What are these submissions? I'll talk about it right now. We'll be putting up a Facebook post as well as a tweet, okay? And we're going to put out the hashtag, who or what is the eyeless man? This hashtag was chosen by Ben Rock and Bob DeRosa, so you can kind of consider it to be the official hashtag for the book. Uh, To enter, this is what you're going to need to do. You're going to need to repost and or retweet. Then send a snapshot to us at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com with the subject line reading, in search of the eyeless man. Reposting and retweeting gets you an extra entry. All right. So you can just do one if you want. You can just if you if you prefer Twitter, go ahead and retweet that. You get an entry. If you're on Facebook as well, you can do both of them. Send both snapshots. You get two entries. Okay, that's how you're going to win the books. Winners will be picked at random live on our next episode, which is episode 135. So, again, just to recap that. All right. It's a lot that we don't have to keep rewinding. I'll just say it one more time. What you're going to do is you're going to wait and see the post and tweet that I'm putting out. It's going to have the hashtag. Who or what is the eyeless man? What you need to do is retweet that, take a screenshot, send it to heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com with the subject line reading, In Search of the Eyeless Man. That's all you got to do. I'll handle the rest from there. And again, reposting and retweeting gets you an extra entry. So, Steve, does that make sense or am I just babbling? It does, as long as they're like repost and retweet. That's the thing with the hashtag. Yeah. Right. You have to have the hashtag. You can do either the tweet or the Facebook post. Okay. That's going to get you one entry. But if you want both entries, I need a retweeting and a reposting with two additional snapshots sent over. That's all. (laughs) I know it seems like a lot, but these are great books. They're, They're like 26 bucks. 
saving you 26 bucks here. We send them out to you. That's it. That's all you got to do. Oh, and by the way, U.S. listeners only. I'm sorry. It's just a bitch to send these things overseas right now. And uh, it's quite expensive. So unfortunately, this is going to be for our U.S. listeners only. We'll get you guys next time. I promise. Remember, hashtag who or what is the eyeless man? That's it. Who or what is the eyeless man? Who or what is the eyeless man? (laughs) Okay, I've done that enough. All right. So, Dan. Yes, sir. We've both tried our hands at writing scary stories this week. So throughout this episode, you're going to be hearing some stories that Dan and I wrote. Now, look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I've always woofed at how good it, it, uh, Dan is at writing horror stories. I've already said I've always said it. And I have a feeling he's going to do it yet again today. I've wrote a few, uh, you know, short, cool little horror ideas or whatnot. And you will be hearing them throughout the story. So ever so often, Dan's going to jump in and be like, Oh, ah, 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 and do his 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 vampanathan uh, <laughs> thing and drop in an awesome little story that we have for you. I'm really excited, dude. October, man. Ock freaking Tober. You know what I'm excited about, dude, is that you actually participated in this and you wrote some stories because I have seen your creative side musically. I've heard it. And we've had some conversations about things we won't get into where I noticed that you definitely have a flair for the imagination uh, when it comes to horror, right? Yes. But I've never actually seen you produce something that had horror involved with it. And so I think this is a great idea. I'm really happy that you did this. Can we just give them a little teaser and play one of them? Sure. Okay, cool. Because we have many. Not many. We have what? Uh, I believe three. we have four total. Yeah. We have three from you, one from me. Yes. And um, so we'll just sort of put these in as the show moves along. But yes. I would very much like to hear one of these stories right now. Let's do it. All right. So is it okay if I just pick one? or Pick do you, one do you have randomly. Preference? Yeah. Either one. All right. Anyhow. Okay, cool. All right. So I think I'm going to go. I'm just I'm going to give you the names of these. Even though I know you I know you know the names, but the other people don't. So I'm going to go ahead and give these. Um, You did give them names, right? I only gave one like two of them names. One of them. I just put like here. Dan Horst. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you didn't name all of them. You named two of three. Yes. So let's go ahead and go with the one that doesn't have a name. All right. This one was just simply called a horror story. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and do this. This is a horror story. Hold on. Let me get my let me get my voice on. Oh, there we go. Should we go Vampanathan or do you want the Dark Lord to announce you? Oh, Vampanathan. Right, Vampanathan is winning this whole. That's the guy I come to hear Halloween. <laughs> the Halloween right. show for. Well, let, well, then let me cue up my best Vampanathan for okay. this one, all right? Okay, boils and ghouls. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Don't make me laugh, Steve. I'm trying to be quite serious right now. Perhaps you have wanted to be scared all year. Perhaps you don't have a lot of time. Perhaps you like bite-sized scares. Oh, nice. I have one for you, ladies and gentlemen. From the author, Steve Blutzen. This is entitled, A Horror Story. So I was startled awake by the sounds of footsteps last night. Now, I, I know. I was thinking the same thing. I must be bugging. There's no way that someone was in my secured, locked house. But then, the door creaked open, and around the corner peeked the smiling face of my mother. And and it wasn't so much the creepy smile she had as she walked toward me, so much as the fact that she looked exactly the same as when we had buried her the day before.
<laughs> a chilling tale. I can tell you right now, I have tingles going down my spine, Steve. Very, very, very scary. <laughs> I appreciate that. Your mother, she just did not get a good night's sleep. What's going on? She was, uh, she, she missed a meal. She wanted to go back and get something. What was the deal? You nailed it. You nailed it, Van Panathan. I would listen to a Van Panathan bonus episode of a solo Van Panathan, like actually doing normal radio DJing, like for like NWA. That would be the best thing in the world, G. All I right, would... homies. <laughs> Are you ready to get gangster? They fuck out. <laughs> Grab your gats. Shoot them high in the air. Spill some 40s on the curb for your friends, for your homies, as they call them. And listen to the vocal stylings of NWA. Gee, you're bugging. I don't know why. You, you need to send that voice somewhere. I don't know where. Send it to a, like a voice acting like agent or something, dude. Seriously. Well, I'll tell you this, man. I don't know if Van Panathan is going to make it, but since you brought that up, there is something that came up uh, that I may be trying to do. I may try oh, to do this. Oh, wait a minute. What? It's, it's really going to depend on how much time I have to do it, okay? Uh-huh. Our buddy Stephen Farsheed actually reached out to me and uh, gave a suggestion, and he was wondering if I would do this. So let me go ahead and read this to you, okay? Okay. So uh, Steve writes in. He says, Dan, please, please, please enter this contest and talk about it on the show. I love your voice, and I think it's perfect for voice acting. First of all, thank you very much, dude. I really appreciate that. What he's talking about is a uh, it's a global voice challenge, Steve. It's the Adams Family 2 Global Voice oh, Challenge. dude. So what they're doing is they're looking for people. to. They have like five different lines that may or may not be from the movie, and they want you to go ahead and do individual recordings of these under any, you know, just get creative as you can. The only catch is that you can't be like, hello, Mr. Adams. You know what I mean? You can't be like a character that's already existing. You can't talk like Uncle Fester or anything like that. But there's five different lines that you can read out and then you send them off. And if you win, you win $2,000 and a chance to be in the movie. Oh, you're tr- Yeah, that's it's done deal, dude. You're not, you need to do that. So I think I'm going to do it. I don't know if Van Panathan will make it, but... I do appreciate the compliment, Steve. And I see because he wants to go by Steve. I don't know if you know that or not. Like that, I was having trouble when he was on the show because I, I kept wanting to go Steven. But I don't think he really goes by Steven. He goes by Steve. I think he goes by Steve. I could be wrong about How that. Steve, correct him. me. Farshid, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that's the case. So I'm going to go ahead and just say Farshid. I really appreciate the compliment, man. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and do this. What the hell? What have I got yeah, to lose, right? Dude. Wouldn't that be cool if I was in the movies? Dude, that would be amazing. What if I was on IMDb Come on. with a voice acting credit? Come on, dude. Then I would only have to spend $5,000 for screeners, Steve. She, th- here's the thing. I was told a while ago, let someone else say no. Don't say no to yourself. I think that's a good policy, man. Yeah. You know, I'm just sitting here. I love doing stupid shit with my voice. Why not give it a try? Yeah, let it, you know what? We're, and here's the thing. Here's the weird thing that can happen. They might pass, and it just might be sitting there, and someone else may hear you and be like, oh, who's this guy? And might use you for something, bro. You never know. Life is funny. Life is funny that way. So thank you, Stephen Farshid, for the, the idea of doing this, the suggestion of doing this, the, the uh, compliment for me doing this. That gives me a little bit of confidence, man, and I actually needed that. So yeah, why not? I'm going to give it a try. This is- as long as I don't miss the deadline, that is. That's the only thing. I don't think I've missed the deadline just yet, but it's coming up pretty quickly. So I'm going to have to like, I think what I'll do is if I have the time, I'm going to knock it all out this weekend. Maybe on Halloween because that is the spookiest time of the year. You know what dude, I mean? Dude, that's going to be awesome, dude. And I'm, dude, I am fully supportive of that. I'm glad, dude. Thank you very much because we're going to be famous. Here's the thing. 
Like, if you become a huge voice actor, I get all these red carpet joints for free. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to the red carpet to see freaking the Animaniacs because Dan's doing a voice. You know this, man. You know this to be true. Oh, for sure. Hey, Steve, speaking of Stephen Farshid, he actually was one of the people. See, let me go back for just a second, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just a few days ago, we actually put it out on the Facebook community that we were looking for your scary stories, your Halloween themed stories. Yes. It could be any type of voicemail you want to send to us as long as it was a Halloween themed story. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's coming from Stephen Farshid right now, but we're going to go ahead and play this one. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. And, yeah, and first of all, thank you. I, I'm going to go ahead and thank you in advance because you, you went through with this. You humored us, buddy. Thanks to Stephen Farshid. Here's his submission. Hey, guys. It's Steve Farshid from the Smorgasbord podcast. I heard you guys were looking for ghost stories. So uh, I figured I'd share the only one that I really have that's, you know, creepily true, I guess, uh, came from my great-grandmother. She lived in a rural town in Maine, and uh, she kind of passed this story down, you know, to my dad who told me about it. But uh, apparently that town had a lot of, like ghost sightings and people in the town that just kept, you know, having these encounters. So they called a meeting, like the mayor or the community leader called a meeting and they gathered everybody like the town square type area. And he started and he wanted to know who there had actually seen a ghost. So he asked and, you know, slowly, but surely like everybody's hand went into the air. So he said, okay, um, who here has actually touched the flesh of a ghost? And, you know, people in the town are kind of looking around and slowly a couple of hands actually go up and he says, okay, well, who here has t- kissed the lips of a ghost? And the town is like looking around and, and slowly one hand of an old man just goes into the air and the, the mayor says, you, sir, you, sir, come forward, please, come forward. And this old man kind of makes his way up there. And the uh, the mayor is, is terrified. He's got like a lump in his throat, you know, because this is kind of like a, you know, a really weird thing. You kiss the lips of a ghost. So he leans down to the old man and says, you, sir, you've, you've actually kissed the lips of a ghost? And then the old man says, ghost. Oh, I thought you said. Ghost. <laughs> anyway, happy Halloween. Aha. Yeah, aha, Steve. See what you did there, buddy. <laughs> you, you had me going for a second, too. I'm like, oh, this is like, was this in Salem or something like that? I think Steve and I are fans of the same television show. Which show is that? Uh, well, I'm not going to ruin it for people because it was, on a, it was on a TV show that I think I heard this joke on a TV show that I think we both love, so. Recently? Oh no, years ago. So you're not going to spoil a joke that from a no, series that's not No, because it might be people haven't seen it yet. Okay, fair enough. All right. Whatever you say, buddy. <laughs> I don't really know what to make of that. <laughs> but, you know. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. I like that. All right. Oh, what's this coming in? While there's still no word on a cure for the virus, government officials report the virus is not airborne, but can be transferred through contact with blood and other bodily fluids. The virus seems to be making people uncontrollably violent. This don't sound good, Steve. The seems to be reanimating the dead. When asked, a White House spokesman declined to comment on whether or not this was a terrorist attack. Figures. Due to the violent nature of the ones infected, the virus is spreading rapidly. Government officials are reporting that there is no known cure for the virus and is urging citizens to stay in their homes and avoid contact. 
Citizens are also urged to lock and barricade all doors, windows, and any other point. Oh, Jesus, you know what? Enough with the news today. I mean, really, have we not had enough bad news today? Dude, ser- well, I mean, it looks okay. I'm looking on the news right now, and it seems like Trump is saying everything's fine. He has a stick with a chain at the end around Melania's neck saying that she's infected and she seems fine. She doesn't seem fine, Dan. Seems like she's he's holding her at a distance. Hmm. But maybe it's fine. Well, he, he says it's fine. So would he lie? I don't know. What are you? Are you watching? What is this? MSNBC? No, CNN. Okay, hold on. Let me check. Oh, ZNN. <gasps> Steve, it's actually changed to ZNN. The C's no longer there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look at Don and Eric. They're both missing arms. Holy cow. And Ivanka's got him chained up by the neck. Mm, it's kind of mm, like a. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like Michonne. Jesus Christ. Oh, look at you knowing about Michonne. I think this is going to be an interesting year, Steve. I mean, we haven't even hit November 3rd yet, but so far, so good, right? Oh, totally. I mean, it's not like we're living Halloween every day. No, no, especially today. No, especially not at today. All. I don't know. Not at all. That was not a. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like go off on the show. I, I got a little distracted there. The TV was on and I just turned it up and holy shit, that's what's going on. So, yeah, look for that, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe we'll have a new show next week. Maybe we won't. We'll see. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny? When you looked at the news, it gave me very like uh, butterfly Halloween Horror Nights feeling because that's what you would hear there. Yeah, walking into one yeah, of the rooms or dude. something. Dude, oh, now I'm sad again. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to spark nostalgia, bro. <laughs> dude, I didn't know why that sparked nostalgia. Like right when you played it, I'm like, oh, that's what we'd hear. I'm sorry. You know what? <laughs> Maybe you should have thought of that last year when you pied out. You know what? You're the one that flaked. That's not true. I know, but you know this not I to be true. Know, I know this not. To I be true. had time off for that and Chicago, sir. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, it's yeah. hard for me to say I'm sorry for Chicago. Listen, Pete, you just keep it to yourself, <laughs> right? That's enough. That's enough out of you, man. All right, Steve. So that's not the only voicemail that we got. You know, our friends. Our listeners, they, they, they help us out. They come to our need when we need it. So we asked for assistance. We got another one. This one coming from the infamous Johnny Bucks. Maybe oh, you know him, Steve. He's snap. A, he's, a, he's a friend of Sir Paul McCartney. Damn, morning. He's going to tell us a scary story right now. He's going to give us a right Friday, Will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. This one is coming from Johnny Bucks. It's called Spooky Story. Is this going to start with Chim Chimney? Chim Chimney. <laughs> there I was. Eating a meat pie <laughs> in Diagon Alley. <laughs> yes, I went to the Flockshire, Rockshire of the Bingshmire, Richmire. I'm like, oh, that's that street. Yeah. As I walked into the three broomsticks, <laughs> there stood Harry Potter himself. I don't think that's what he's going to say, Steve. Let's see We're what he really has to we say. We love Bucks so much. Hello, chaps. <laughs> Johnny Bucks here. With my own personal spooky story. Um, A few years back, my parents used to live in a very, very old house. It was built around 1650. Jesus. So it's the best part of 500 years old. Okay, first of all, we don't have stories like that. No. Like, there's no one I know that was like, I was living in this house that was built around 1650. No. That's why. That's why America sucks. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll carry on. Old Flint Cottage. Um, <laughs> it was quite a creepy place. Um, I felt a bit weird in, in parts of it. There was one room that felt a little bit odd. Um, you couldn't really ever 
tell why, but um, it was, I had to walk through this room to get to my bedroom and there was a step up to my bedroom door. Whenever I st- stepped up onto it, I get this horrible feeling there was something behind me, but never saw anything in that particular situation, just always felt creepy. Anyway, one day, it was just um, me and my mum in the house. We were both sitting together in the in the living room. And we heard my dad come home from work. We heard his key in the front door. We heard all the usual sounds that he made whenever he came home. The key in the door, the door opening, closing, uh, his keys being put down on the kitchen counter, and then him going upstairs to get changed out of his work clothes. Um, so we could just carry on chatting. Oh, Dad's home, carry on chatting. Anyway, a few minutes go by. No sign of day. He hasn't come downstairs. And uh, me and Mum are like, hmm, maybe you should go and check he's okay. So up I go up the stairs, along the corridor upstairs into their bedroom. Nobody there. So I look around upstairs, make sure he's not in the bathroom. No sign of him. He's not in the house. I came back downstairs. I said, he's not, he's not there. You did hear him though, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, definitely. We both heard him. Just as we were having that conversation, you hear the key in the door, door opens, closes. It's my dad has actually come home. Weirdest thing. What? Um, if, I, if it happened to just me on my own, I might not have thought, I might have just thought I was going a bit weird. But the fact that me and my mum both heard him, what we thought was him coming in, and commented on it and then had to go and see why he hadn't come downstairs because we were worried. That's crazy. Of him not to have been there at all. Yeah, really weird. Um, my mum saw an old lady as well there one night sitting on the end of her bed. So, yeah. That's the story. The old place, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's my story. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, Buck. Complete with spectral laugh. I love it. Thank you, Bucks. Okay. Yeah. That sounds scary. like you have a couple stories there. Yeah. Dude, okay, here's the thing. That's, he kind of he kind of glossed over the last part. That was a little oh, bit. Oh, and by the way, my mom saw this spooky old woman. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, so this crazy thing happened. He was like, yeah. And anyway, my mom saw a guy turn into a werewolf in a room. Anyway, <laughs> good night. I'm like, wait a minute. That's where the story was. But that's still pretty crazy, though, man. That's scary. Yeah, because like I remember that, too. I remember my dad coming home, and he did have those normal sounds yes. that you would hear. My dad had a bad knee. So like whenever he would walk in, mm-hmm. his knee would always pop. It would just be the first thing I would hear. Pop the keys. And then he would put all this stuff down by the door and he'd walk in. Yes. So, you know, that became like a uh, an everyday thing at our house. We just knew when dad was home. So I, I get that. But to hear those things and be Holy so familiar with cow, it. Holy dude. And then nothing. And then dad comes through again. <sighs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's like, like, what does that mean? So so has this moved the the the... The, has it moved the levers at all in your brain to maybe ghosts exist? The dials? Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily call them ghosts, but like I've told you on past podcasts, there are things that I can't explain. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's really necessarily changed anything for me. I believe when people say these things and they believe them to be true, I believe that they believe they're true. Ah, so that's that's all I really have. Right okay, now, that's fair. Know? That's and, and you say I mean okay, but you you're also thinking as I believe that you it happened to you, but I also believe there may be an explanation for it. 
I tend to believe him, man. I mean, if you're living in a house, it's, is it a house? Is it a cottage? What do you call it? He cottage. called it a, some kind of cottage that's built in 1650. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on, man. That's a lot of history right there. There's a lot of energy. Oh. That I, I believe more. I think I'm starting to believe more in like energy okay. than, than actual ghosts and goblins and such. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. What was I saying? This is the Halloween show. No, I tend to believe that. Yeah, I do believe that there are uh, ghosts. And goblins <laughs> I just running wonder, amok. You see, you strike me as a ghost believer, but you just don't believe in them. That's it. You just strike me as someone who will, but I'm like, oh, but he doesn't. It's interesting. I like eerie stories. Yes. And things that can't be explained. Because mm-hmm. I, I do believe firmly that there's something in your past that you haven't told me about that you can't explain. Is there anything? There's always something that you can't explain. That you think back, but then your brain retroactively, especially after reading books on how the brain works, and you're like, okay. When you look back, you start thinking, all right, I, there is an explanation. But, and also remember, your brain is going to fill in memories that didn't actually happen. It's also going to rewrite things that happened in a way that it didn't happen at all. That's true. The brain can't extrapolate. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, this must have, this is what happened when it didn't happen at that, like that at all. So we can't unfortunately even trust our brain because our brain is going to make things uh, make sense to us in the best way it can, which makes sense. So um, again, there's things that I can't explain, but when I look back, I'm like, there's so many billions of possibilities of what could have happened to make that happen. So I really can't call it. Now, if I'm sitting there, if uh, like I said, if if I'm if I'm in my room and an apparition appears in front of me, I'll know that I've gone crazy. That's what that means. That I have gone crazy. My mom, who really isn't very. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like she believes in God. Yes. But she doesn't tend to believe in like maybe she does, but. Like, you know, as I was growing up, I didn't hear a lot of like ghost stories coming yes. from her. They don't play that. She didn't seem to scare easily yes. is my point. But I do remember one time she did tell me a story about when she was a kid and uh, she was uh, her. My grandparents had separated and um, she had moved into a new house with my grandma. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she was asleep one night and she felt something by her toes like in bed mm. you know just something kind of like like the sheet sort of moving by her toes yes. and you know she sort of thought that you know whatever cat yeah. something like that so she she moved and she said she felt it again but this is the part that where i, f- I feel like maybe this was like a sleep paralysis like daniel dominguez was talking about sleep paralysis on the last yes. show and maybe it had something to do with that but she distinctly remembers waking up not being able to really move because she was so afraid, but there was what she described as a figure at the foot of her bed. It wasn't dark. It wasn't uh, a shadow. It was more of like a glowing, like it had a glow to it, if you will, but it was faceless, but it was clearly like a human type figure with its arms kind of out hmm. as in like a, like, like not, not like give me a hug, yeah. but more of like down, like maybe like a, you know, 45 degrees from yes. the waist kind of thing. Yes. And, um, you know, it, almost in a beckoning kind of way, though, like, come, you know, or something like that. And she said that it, it was like that for a while. She tried to shake it off. It was still there. She put her she put her uh, blanket over her head and screamed for my grandma, who then came in. And when she took the covers off, of course, the thing was gone. But that's something that stuck with her for like her entire life. So I believe that when we see things or or 
hear things or you know experience something that we can't explain that those things do get embedded into our into our absolutely psyche absolutely. and it's like you know perception is truth right mm-hmm. so i could see how we would we could perceive those to be true absolutely if like like there's another thing that happened i have talked about this one on the show before but i remember we were going to WonderCon. it was me and my buddy mike we're on the freeway we just passed like the los angeles area we're heading towards anaheim and i looked over and i'm like dude dude look at this shit because i'm seeing what looked like Oh God. Um, there were lights in the sky. Okay? okay. And they were all lined up. They were like lined up in this weird pattern. Like you could connect the dots kind of thing. They were super low, not low enough to where they were like on the, you know, on the, the on top of a oh, roof. Oh yeah. Cause remember Maj and I saw the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So I talked about this and I, I, I showed it to him. He was having a hard time cause we really couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. So he was doing that thing where you're driving fast and like trying to look, but you're like, okay, yeah, I think I see it, you know, but I don't scare easily. I don't, um, my brain doesn't just go to like the supernatural or the, you know, the paranormal or anything like that automatically, yes. but I'm looking at this and I cannot explain it because at first it looked like it was just a bunch of lights that were set up. Maybe yes. like, like half of a football stadium was on yep. or something like that, but they weren't like football stadium lights. They were just like these orbs in the sky and then several more of them formed. So there was like a pattern of probably, I don't know, let's say around eight to nine of these things. And it freaked me out. I have no explanation for it. Uh, it was stuck with me the entire weekend. Nothing happened. They didn't change, but they weren't natural. That's all I could say. I've never seen That's anything fair. like that before in my life. Yeah. So the weekend goes by. I come back home. It's still in my mind. And I start YouTubing. And I found out that a lot of people have seen things like this mm-hmm. before. Okay. So everything that I've just said, I've, I have mentioned on past shows. Mm-hmm. But the other night we rented this movie. And it's a documentary called Phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You can get it on VOD. We got it on iTunes. And it's basically talking about how the government has known about these types of things for years. And they've kept a lot of things under wrap until recently when the Navy, I think it was just this year, actually put out that footage of UFOs that pilots have seen mm-hmm. that they just could not have any explanation for. And they, so that's what this is about. But it's talking about all over the world. Well, on that video, on that movie, they show these damn lights and footage. And then on TikTok just recently, I was on and this other guy who's this, it's this black guy, I forget his name, but he's like going, he's a truck driver. So he's usually going through the Midwest mm-hmm. and he stopped on several times in these like, you know, very open areas yeah. and put his phone to the sky and he's, and he's, he's filming the exact same thing that I saw. So I'm not saying that these things are extraterrestrial, but they exist and I don't know what they are. And I think that's just absolutely crazy. It's very interesting. I'm sure there's shit they're not telling us. And I'm not even trying to say this for the sake of the show. You know, I started thinking about it and it's like, you know, what if past presidents, because you know, if you're the president of the United States, yes, you are a figurehead, but there's, you have to be privy to certain bits of information. And I'm wondering if past presidents have known about this kind of thing before. Let's just say, let's just say for the sake of argument that things do exist. Okay, extraterrestrials do exist. Um, Roswell happened. Maybe they have, because in this video, they do talk about how there has been, you know, wreckage that has been collected and is somewhere where we don't, it's some, some un, you know, unannounced location is what I'm trying to say. And uh, so I started thinking about it. I was like, what if past presidents have known about this kind of thing? And then we get Trump. They show this shit to Trump. And they're like, you know, we, please don't say anything. This is something that you, you cannot say. All the brother presidents have never said anything about it. But Trump, being Trump, decides, you know what? I can't say anything, but I'm going to do something about it anyway because he's Trump. And that's where Space Force comes from. Is this what – this is your your thoughts? This is my oh, idea. okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, okay. I mean, it was clouded in sativa, but I'm just saying. 
what if, what if that's <laughs> what if that's the case, bro? Um, what if what if, I don't think what if Space Force comes from the fact that Trump just couldn't shut his mouth? No, Trump would just say it. If he saw an alien, he would just put alien. He would just say, "I saw." I mean, alien. this is it's a completely hypothetical notion. Yeah. I'm just saying he can't keep a secret. <laughs> I'm saying that's where I think Space Force comes. Okay, from. that's fair. Because he's seen the aliens. Bro. <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with. If, if, bruh, if he saw the aliens, Trump would just say it. He got an idea bigly and he's like, I'm going to create. And also, I don't Force. believe, not so much presidents, all presidents or whatever. I listen to, I, I always listen to the scientists behind the presidents and, you know, waiting for the wink and the nod. And so far, the wink and the nod hasn't happened. It's just like, yeah, there are you, what you see is unidentified flying objects. And they're like, but like aliens from another planet, not yet. But there are things that are unexplained that you've seen. But uh, again, like you said, the the stuff that they're trying out goes so deep that we're trying out, that we're learning how to do it, planes that we're learning how to work. This just goes so deep. So I'm just like, okay. Do I believe aliens have visited us? No. But do I believe that we're way more advanced in what we can do than we know we are? Yes. Like when I saw Jeff Bezos using those hands and it like triggered those huge mechanical hands to do what he was doing, I said, oh, we're further along than I thought. And then that massive mech machine. <laughs> Did you see that massive mech robot in China or whatever? Mm-hmm. I said, how did that? I thought it was fake. That's why I never talked about it. I was like, that's not real. And it's looking like it's real. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think that like science fiction is just a precursor to what's really going to happen. Oh, for sure. Now we are behind because uh, if I would have told the creator of the Jetsons where we'd be now, they'd be like, well, dad, gone. You're still there? Like, you're not that much farther than where we are right now. They it's crazy, though, because, you know, you would think about, like, let's just say the Jetsons, for instance, where they would be like, hey, I want to have a steak dinner. Yeah, it would boom, pop up. done. Mm-hmm. We are able to print food now. So it's not like, I mean, it's, it's very primitive still, but yeah. it's not like we're not getting there. It's slow. It's because we're not funding the research enough. If we funded the research the way we funded the military, we would be figuring out if ghosts exist. We'd be figuring out if everything exists. You know what I'm saying? But again, I think it's a, these like spooky stories that put the air of doubt in people's heads. I think it's a good thing. I don't think anyone should feel comfortable in their knowledge. Always have an air of doubt of what you do not know. Because proving you don't know something is great. It's wonderful. Well, let me let me ask you this: Do you believe in extraterrestrial life? I they just uh, found sure. water on the moon. Well, I mean, if you mean amoeba, sure, yes, that would technically be extraterrestrial life. Here's a better question: Do you think we are the most advanced life form in the universe? No, in the known universe, maybe, but in the universe at large, no. But you don't believe in extraterrestrials, though. I don't believe that they. I don't believe that we've had a visit from them yet. And if we have, there, if there, we have no pr- the. If we've had a visit from them, we have no proof of that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say? As in, like the stuff we think is proof is not the proof. They've come here, and we just didn't know it. They might be in a specter of. You know how we have. Um. Um. You know we have. Um. We only have a, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson broke it down real good where he's like, we can only see certain spectra of, specters of light. Um, um, and so Roy, Roy G. Biv is all we can technically receive. 
He's like, they might be outside those spectrums. What if we just don't see them? And the stuff that we're looking for as proof is not even the proof that they were here, but they were. But even if they were here and we're looking for the false proof, we need the proof of them actually being here before we can say officially they have visited. And we we don't have that proof yet. We had this talk last episode where we were talking about energy yes. and, you know, I actually, I was the one that was talking about it, how maybe you're just this energy and the, the energy is constant, mm-hmm. but like jumping into a new vessel, you could, you could lose track of, of your past. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you're still a constant energy. Maybe what if it's just energy out there? You know, maybe that is the, the, um, the final form, if you will. And it's just energy. Maybe we haven't really got to that yet. I know this is all stonery talk, but something's out there, dude, like something, Something has to this 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 just shouldn't happen by itself. You know what I mean? Oh, you're saying. And so I don't believe saying, that there's. A, you're saying something created this. Something created this. Oh, I do that's interesting. That. I did not. And know I don't that. believe that it was a big bang thing. I, I mean, I think no. At some point, possibly, but the fact it's just it's just so crazy to me that the blueprint is so advanced. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much going on with this body. So many little vessels and 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 valves and, and true how it all fits together is just it's just but incredible i think the only reason i it would say that me. it wasn't some amazing creation is that we are created wrong the way that we've evolved in this book that was explaining how our evolution is still really flawed like the reason that our legs hurt when we run is because we don't have enough bones in our feet we haven't evolved that far we're supposed to have bones to, like enough bones in our feet to be like ostriches They can just run without getting sore. We have not evolved yet to be able to run and walk for long periods of time without having arthritis in the end of our lives because we don't have the bones yet. If we were created perfectly, if we were created perfectly, we would be ready to walk upright perfectly, run for however long we want, and our bones would be ready. They are like, no, we're just not there. We're still going through it. So we haven't been perfectly created. I can get down with yeah. that, but dig this. Okay. What if basically we're like day two of the sea monkey tank where we're at right now? You know what I'm saying? It's just been, it's been thousands and thousands of years that we've been on earth, but maybe we're still in like sea monkey. Fat. That would mean that they're just not perfect at creating things. Then we're still evolving. Maybe it's an evolution process. Maybe we're still growing. That's true. Know. That would be true, but that would mean that they didn't create us. We're, uh, you know, we're evolving very ourselves. You're very judgmental, no, Steve. You're, just, you're, you're, very, you're very judgy to the extraterrestrials. You know no, what I mean? Give them a break. It's, just, it's like the more you – I like like you already know. You took all those physics class and and all that. Like The more I read these books on the human body and evolution, it's just like, oh, we're at ground zero of our evolutionary process. You know what I'm saying? We're still learning ourselves. And it's just like if we were – if this was created on day one, none of these problems would be happening. Like, we just wouldn't have any problems. Our body would be perfection. It's just not. It's not meant you to know, walk up. Like, we're learning how to walk upright still. We're still learning how to, whoa, you know, get our bearings together. We still have chemicals in our brains. Like, you know, when people say, I saw something that's unexplained, going back to the ghost thing, I would say this. If I, if you saw something that no hallucinogenic could make your brain make you see if you're on a hallucinogenic drug, well, then I'd say, wow, you probably saw something. But the fact that you can, you can, uh, you know, you could trigger those chemicals that already exist in your brain to make you see something as clear as day in front of you, that means that your brain can just do that. Your brain can just do that. It can make you see things. 
And I'm like, okay, well then, if knowing that your brain can make you see things if triggered the right way, you have to think, you know what? Maybe I didn't see what I thought I saw. I just didn't. My brain can make me see things. And it can. You know, Steve, you're way too logical for a geek out freak out show. I'm just like, no. you know, trying, folks, trying to produce some type of a what if situation. Mr. Fucking Logic over here wants to poo poo everything I'm doing. So I, I, maybe it's more of just a, uh, a freak out show, not necessarily a geek out it's show. A, but job, this Steve. was literally geek out, freak out. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. Was... I, I'm not happy with your answer. I think you should have bullshitted the crowd. <laughs> I love you. Know what I mean? You know what? Here's the thing. If I do see. I don't care what kind of chemicals. If I see a werewolf coming around the corner, I don't care what chemicals are in my brain. I don't care what chemicals are in my brain. Guess who's running first? Yeah, boy. It all comes back to werewolves with you. Gee, okay. That is the the scariest thing that a person could ever have created. Okay. Whoever created, I know where it came from, the idea of a werewolf. But Egyptians. <laughs> no? No. Well, no. What would it be? Oh, well, it's the, I mean, you know, they put, they put obviously the dog head on people, but there is, there is a, there's a, it, I forgot what the name of the. Did you, first of all, stop for a second. Did you guys hear that condescending laugh? No, I thought you were making fun of Egyptians. No, Quite I thought you opposite. were making fun of them like Egyptians. And I was like, no, man, oh. I was just thinking, cause you know, they had the dog head. So I'm thinking maybe that's where it came from. Oh no, that's a good, I just, it, it was, is, you know how people have, they have the, um, that disease where they grow hair on their face and people thought, oh, these are wolf people. We're mean. Humans are mean. We're mean people, Jay. Your son looks like a wolf. How you doing, wolf boy? You gonna bark for me, wolf boy? Let me change that. If I had never seen anything like that, I don't know what I would say. <laughs> what if someone wanted you to see their baby? Have you seen my baby yet? No, I haven't. Whoa, God damn. I, I would you, ask. I'd say? be like, there's a lot of hair on his face, G. He's uh, got a lot of hair. And if he's like, oh, I have, I have, uh, he has a genetic uh, malfunction. I'd say, oh, okay. Yeah, he's adorable. She, she's adorable. <laughs> like, yeah. You're so, you're politically correct, even in your hypothetical <laughs> wolf man comparisons. <laughs> it's just sad. I feel bad. Like, after I read, I'm like, you, oh, this makes me feel sad for the people that were treated like this. Put in freaking freak show. Now, th- dude, dude. Here's what I will say. When you go to, I won't call them freak shows. I'm sure there's a better word for them. When you go to uh, these shows showing people who are genetically malfunctioned, where there's like a girl where her legs bend backwards and she has to crawl. I can see how if you saw that in the dark walking down the street for the rest of your life, you're going to say, I saw a ghost when I was a kid. Yeah. I saw a monster when I was a child. You sure did because you could not explain that. You just couldn't. So I get it. Goes, yeah, monsters couldn't. You know, I feel it. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Uh, we're going a weird way. You're, you're trying to de- debunk everything. I'm not. I, we I get it. To, uh... Like, that is, people aren't crazy. They're not crazy at all. And that's why, I remember I told you, I said, if they let me stay the night at Alcatraz, that would show if there's ghosts or not in general. I would stay there. Now, a lot of people say, no, you won't see it because you're not open to it. I'm like, well, then that means they don't exist. See, now I have now we have to meet a ghost. I have to see you scared. I have to have you believing because geek out freakouts won't be the same if you're getting all logical. You see me freak out. It doesn't matter if I believe in ghosts yeah, or not. Yeah, at Universal exactly. Studios. That's, that's different. No, because it doesn't you're matter. You're running from some kid named Mike. 
in but a mask. But I still get the thing is, my brain turns off its logic center out of fear, sheer unadulterated fear knowing that that person is not a wolf if it comes barreling out and it looks like a wolf my brain recesses to its very base evolutionary thing and says that's a wolf man we need to go for a split second then we're like oh that's right we're safe but i do want to run immediately even though i know it's not a real werewolf i want to leave immediately fair enough steve okay what do you say we do one more story? We have one more. Oh, boy. Who is it from? We were at one part of the world. Okay, we've been, so far, we've been to Tennessee. Tennessee. Then we went to Kent, United Kingdom. Now we're going up to the, the Great White North, Steve. We have a story from Adam. Oh, come on. What are you talking about? Adam Templeman is here to scare the hell out of us. Oodle. Are you ready? <laughs> All right, here we go. Damn, it's crazy. It's approaching dusk in the charming seaside town of Victoria, British Columbia, and I'm out on a run. My path takes me along the waterfront, along some rather ricky bridges and less than stable paths, but I felt pretty comfortable wearing good running shoes. I had a headlamp in case it got too dark. So I felt relatively safe. As I'm coming up to one of the corners, I see a patch of black ice. Black ice is essentially the ice you can't see. But uh, I managed to catch an edge of it, so I hopped off to the side, and in doing so, caught an unstable edge. The ground beneath me collapsed. And I fell for... not sure how far, but... uh, Far enough that when I struck the rocky floor at the bottom, I was knocked unconscious. Oh, Jesus. I came to, a little while later, to three hikers that had come upon my unconscious form down below, right near the waterline, and had come down to help me. But for all the relief in their eyes, they also seemed extremely confused. As they struggled to bring me back into conscious reality, they told me that the only reason they'd been alerted to my presence is they had heard what sounded like the frantic barking of a dog. But as they came upon me, there was no dog in sight. Where I was on the trail, fairly far away from civilization. Wasn't really a whole lot of dogs out there. But for some reason, the barking had led them to me. To this day, I'm still not entirely sure what led these people to me, but... Hey, gotta love dogs. Perhaps it was a werewolf. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's Gee, what it that's was, a crazy story, G. And doesn't Adam have a great voice for telling that? He's got a, there's a certain, like, I want him to do a, a no sleep. Oh, for sure. Here's the funny part. Here's the funny part. Here's the funny part. 
I knew he was a storyteller when he said, when they came across my unconscious, not body, form, form G, I said, oh, look at this writer. What are you? Down by the waterline. I love it. But dude, that's a crazy story. Like those are the nuts. type of stories that like make me like, whoa, because it's not so off the grid that you're like, well, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, no, that's crazy the fact that he woke up and they're just like where's the freaking there's no dog here that's crazy right that might have been a ghost dog i'm thinking that forrest whitaker saved him wow you went deep i don't know if y'all know what i'm oh, talking yeah. about that's grown folks movie that, right that's from the blockbuster video days that was <laughs> watching that you couldn't help but you look at it all the time you're like fine i'll rent this you get two rentals. You get a third one free. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going with Ghost Dog. Thank wasn't you Wasn't bad. No, wasn't not terrible. a bad movie at all. Now, I will. Not as good as the story, though. Adam, thank you very much. Dude, what a good. Dude, here's my thing. I'm wondering. Like, could it have been a, a, a wolf that was. What if the wolf was about to attack Adam and the guys came down or the women, however, he said hikers. All, you go with your PC again. Yeah, he, they came down and saw him and scared off whatever wolf was about to um, yeah. get Maybe sustenance the wolf off of his was muscular fr- structure. Exactly. What if the wolf was frightened by the Gee? sounds of their footsteps? Adam, you shouldn't even, you shouldn't even be alive right now. Dude. Adam. Or maybe, maybe the wolf got scared off because, well, you know, his muscular form laying on that, that ice. He got closer. He's like, oh, he's buff. He's a rocked out runner. Or maybe the wolf killed him and hmm. we are listening to Adam from the dead. Because <laughs> 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 that's a possibility too. <laughs> that's really good. Thank you, dead Adam. I appreciate your submission. That was really good. dude. And I, I did not know people ran with headlamps. Oh yeah, I mean you gotta you're gonna trip over something, man. You're gonna trip over maple leaves. Yeah, I don't run when I run like at twelve midnight. I don't. Ha- I should probably put a lamp on. That would be smart, genius. Out there running in the dark, you're gonna die out there. Look, the last thing I'm worried about is ghosts. I'm worried about certain flags on the back of trunk trucks. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now the new st- <laughs> <laughs> the new monsters. Listen to our next story <laughs> of the haunted Dixie flag. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. What's next, brother? All right, man. So, you know what? We need to. I know we have a little bit of time left here, but I want to crack out one more Steve Hudson story. Let's do it. Is that okay? Let's do it. All right. Let's do this because I'm excited, ladies and gentlemen. I have not heard these. Okay. Here comes the next one. This one, I'm going to go with Steve. I'm going to go with uh, the one entitled Closet. Let's do it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Hudson original. This is called Closet. I'm hiding in the closet right now. And through the slits of the closet door, I can barely make out a figure slowly making his way toward me. He's explaining to his son, who's really frightened behind him, how he's gonna open the closet door and show that things that go bump in the night and monsters in your closet are just a figment of his poor little imagination. Boy, is he in for a surprise. Steve, you are ghoulishly charming. I appreciate that. Ghoulishly charming, (laughs) sir. Nice job, man. I appreciate it, man. 
I still got one for you too, but I think I want to save it for a little bit ah. longer. We have one more of your stories. I can. You want me to do it? I'll do yes, it. Yes, dude. All right, it's a little bit longer. Is that okay? That's what she said. Sure. <laughs> All right. I think that's what he said. Oh yeah, sure. Do you use Vampanathan? No, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is now. I'm going to be real with you. I'll just give you a quick little background. Okay. Um, I had talked to you yesterday, and I gave you an idea of what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. And you have been asking me. No, no. I'm going to go ahead and say you have been pestering me. I have been. to do something like this for what two years? Uh-huh. Okay, so I started writing something, and I gave you the 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 skeleton of it. And skeleton, I don't know if you're I just being. You did. <laughs> I didn't even. You know what? Yay me! I didn't even mean <laughs> to do that. <laughs> now I don't know if you're just being super encouraging or not, but. From what I heard, you kind of told me that this seems like it could be something bigger. Way bigger. Yes. Yes. So I decided to go ahead and just put this off to the side and I'm, I'm going to work on it. I don't know if I'm going to ever finish it, but I agree with you. I think it's something that should be a longer story, maybe like in the form of like a, you know, like a no sleep yes. podcast type of a story. 45 minute like or, yes. or, or like a short, you know, a short written story. Yes. So I'm still working on it. Um, but I did come up with something last night. I tried to do what was it maybe two or three different ones one of them had to do with extraterrestrials Mm -hmm. one of them had to do with zombies Mm -hmm. one of them had to do with ghosts and um you know they just weren't really they weren't really popping so i said i'm gonna go to bed early all right actually went to bed early last night i'm gonna wake up in the morning and i'm gonna write a story yes and see what happens if i do it great if not steve's got three so i woke up in the morning and nothing i couldn't think of anything i decided before about an hour before we were going to record i decided to come in turn on the microphone and just sort of free style okay. something so this is what i came all right with, okay? let's do it all right i don't have a name for this yet so i just called it a horror story and uh ladies and gentlemen here we go It's been almost two years since they've been gone. My wife and my baby daughter. She was only five years old. Her mother and I were on the verge of separating. It was sure to be a full-blown divorce. The last time I saw them was her birthday party. She climbed up onto her daddy's lap, gave me a hug, and I told her that I'd see her the following day. That day never came, because on their way home, they were killed in an automobile accident. Over the next year, I let their deaths destroy me. I'd be lying if I said I was as upset about my wife as I was my daughter. Because I wasn't. That may not be what a man is supposed to say, but it's true. Over the course of time, my mind had gone in a dark way, and I'd thought about how I could go about getting my baby girl back. Countless hours in libraries, reading scriptures from the occult, black magic, necromancy, anything I could get my hands on that might lead me one step closer to my dream. After months of failure, It felt like all was lost. I drove myself out to our mountain cabin where we used to spend vacation days. This would be my last stop. As I sit there half drunk in a corner, I picked up the last book I hadn't opened. I found the incantation I was looking for 
how to bring back your family from the dead. The timing couldn't have been more perfect. In fact, it was a little bit too perfect. Even I knew that. But that didn't matter. I went ahead and recited it anyway. After hours of repeating myself over and over again, I determined this to be a fruitless venture, and I closed the book. I took one last swig from my bottle, reached into my bag, and pulled out an old revolver I've had since my father gave it to me as a teenager, and put the barrel into my mouth. All I needed now was the strength to pull the trigger. Just as I was about to do so, I heard a rustling outside. Now there's animals out here, but this didn't sound like no animal. The rustling became closer, and I heard footsteps in the snow. You can hear anything out there this time of night. The night is like death. Pitch black and quiet. As the noise continued, I found myself unable to concentrate on my task at hand. Now it's true I could have pulled the trigger, but this was my last night on earth, so I figured it wouldn't do me too bad to go and investigate. I opened the door and found nothing in front of me but pitch black darkness. From the distance, I heard footsteps in the snow. They seemed to be coming closer and closer. As dark as it was, I tried to look, but I couldn't see much. I ran inside and grabbed my flashlight and returned to the porch. After another look around, I did see something in the distance. It couldn't be. There's no way possible. Dear God, it was. Walking to me very slowly from the tree line, there she was, my baby girl. She was dressed the same way she was the last time I saw her. Pigtails still in that exact same way she liked her mama to do them. But something was different. These weren't the eyes of my baby girl. These were the eyes of something darker. A closer look revealed her eyes were pitch black and shiny. Like onyx. As she moved closer to me, terror took over me 100% as she opened her mouth. done was completely wrong and against the law of God, I closed the door as quickly as I could, doused all the lights, and hid in my room. I could hear her footsteps walking around the cabin and her calls to me. It's been going on now for the last six hours. It'll be dawn soon. I know now I shouldn't have done this. I've made a grave mistake. I only hope that she finds her peace. 
because it's time to find mine. Goodbye, honey. Daddy loves you. There you go, sir. Loved it, bro. Yes, my friend. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Love it. Come on, G. Applaud, applaud, applaud. Thank you very much. A little cup of coffee helped me out with that one. That was really good, bro. I love it. Love it, love it, Thanks, love it. Thanks, man. I'm actually kind of happy with it because I literally put it together in an hour. That was. Re- How did you find this? Uh, well, we'll talk about the projection later yeah we talk about the yeah, magic, the magic the, i'll the, talk about later on the back end that was buddy. really really good dude I, I i tell you man it's like i say you always do a great job your horror stories are really good you just don't give yourself credit i appreciate it no actually i'm happy with that one because yesterday i mean i don't think it's the greatest thing i've ever did or ever will do but it was like one of those things where i just could not come up with something mm-hmm. so to wake up and have an inkling of an idea in my head and just to sit down, turn on the microphone and kind of freestyle yep. that. I think it came out pretty good. That's it. That's how you do it. So man. Thank you very much, sir. Spooky. We're keeping with the theme. Yes, dude. It was very creepy. I love the ending. You stuck the landing, which you know is a thing for me. I was really hoping that was going to be the case. Love sir. it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here, it's already getting that time. We did manage to watch a couple of things and I thought that we could talk about this now, Steve, We talked about two different things that we were going to talk about on the show. One of them was something that we had planned out. The other one was something that sort of fell into our laps yesterday. I watched probably 95% of it, so I'm still down to talk about it. Since that one is sort of fresh in our mind and probably going to be a shorter review, should we start with that one? Sure. All right. What we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is the Creepshow animated special. A Creepshow animated special features two stories directed by Creepshow showrunner Greg Nicotero with animation by Octopi animation studio survivor type based on the short story by Stephen King and adapted by Nicotero stars Kiefer Sutherland from 24 a designated survivor lost boys maybe you remember that as a man determined to stay alive alone on a deserted island no matter what the cost and then there's twittering from the circus of the dead based on the short story by Joe Hill and adapted by Melanie Dale stars Joey King from the kissing booth and the act as a teen whose family's road trip includes a visit to the gravest show on earth. This actually came out on October 28th. So that's just, uh, just a couple nights ago. And, uh, I gotta tell you, it's, it's definitely in the, the family of the creep show. Like what they're doing from last season. I think they do very well here. Yes. And if I can say so, Steve, I think they might actually do it a little better this time around. I don't know about you. I'm curious to see what you think about it. What are your thoughts on Creepshow, an animated special? I thought it was really good. I think that I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for Creepshow. I think that the there's something that creeps me out about practical effects. And so the creeper, how it kind of he kind of lumbers his way into the chair. I'm like, that is scary to me. Even though it's, it looks ridiculous, it's still a creepy visual. I'm like, that is a creepy looking thing. And how it kind of goes into let's go, you know, instead of talking, because if anyone has ever watched Creep Show, the Creep Show is the 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 that creeper is very talkative. This one he doesn't do that. You have to read it, and it's pretty cool to do that. It makes you. It's a subtle way of making you sit down and watch it. You know what I'm saying? And so I was doing something else, and when I heard nothing happening. I'm like, what the heck is up with this show? And I look, I'm like, oh crap, there's stuff happening. And so I, I actually have to sit down and focus. 
And for a, here's what I will tell people. It takes about two minutes to get used to the animation. You got to get used to it. Because at first you're like, is this animation? Because it's a still with stuff moving in the still photograph. Or right. It's like a three a three D version of a still Bingo. photograph. And certain yeah. at like when he blinks his eyes, it's a still, and then the eyes will move. But everything else isn't moving. There's still there's things that are just stills. And then they move things around that still. Like if he's talking, his mouth will move around the still. Now, what I will say is this sort of animation works incredibly for zombies. I did not even think about it until I saw a zombie in this show and I was like, Oh, this is really good animation for a zombie. Like a dislocated jaw that's just moving. I'm like, that's really effective. So I thought um, this could have been, this is one of those fine lines where it's, you could either be corny or really good. And I think they nailed it on really good. I just really liked the show. I liked it. Yeah. I think they, I think they totally stuck the landing too, man. Uh, I was actually liked the first story a little bit better just because of uh, it had really nothing to do with the writing of the second show. It's just that I like that storyline yeah. of being alone. Yeah. And uh, I will give no spoilers about this because it just came out. But this is this is the one that Kiefer Sutherland's in. He does a great narration on it. And what happens to him, the process of what happens to his character in this over the course of time is in one way or another, like a haunting nightmare to me. Yeah. Like I've dreamt about stuff like this before. And there are certain points towards the end where the mind is completely gone and the, uh, I guess, just the, the primitive actions are 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 taking over. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and things that are happening in this. And it's just, uh, even though it was animation, I was fully into it. I was uh, somewhat grossed out by it because it is quite graphic for being just an animated. Even with this this uh, particular type of um, animation that we're talking yes. about, where it's a bunch of stills, still hit, st- still stuck the landing very well. Uh, yeah, but Kiefer Sutherland's great in this. And- he is the perfect person to narrate something like this. He's just got that gravelly voice and it works really well. As far as the circus twittering from the circus of the dead goes, I thought that was equally a good story. Um, I just enjoyed the, I guess the graphicness of the first one a little bit more, but this one is still graphic. It's equally graphic. If not, maybe even a little bit more like Steve's talking about. There are some shots uh, that have to do with zombies or the dead. And you know, like he's saying, um, flying body parts and such and there's this one part that involves a cannon and a zombie and the way that they do that and they sort of explain what happens after the cannon is fired was pretty awesome they gave a lot of love to nicotero in this one particularly the uh second episode because they have someone in there that actually looks like him did you catch that yeah him and stephen king yeah, that's true. And Stephen King, you're right. And then there is one part where it actually says it's like a piece of paper with several names on it. And right in the middle, it says Nicotero. So they were giving him some love. But if you enjoy Creepshow, if you enjoy the last season on Shudder, I think you're very much going to enjoy this. This is a perfect drop for Halloween. It's got that just that just that spooky feeling mm-hmm. that you need. You know what I mean? So check it out. Highly recommend it. Steve, do you want to rate this one? I will give it three out of five severed feet. Fair enough. I'm going to go ahead and give it three out of five missing noses. Love it. All right. That's it on that one. Nice and short and sweet. But we did talk about one. And uh, if I may, ladies and gentlemen, back in the 80s, this character came out. Maybe you heard of him. His name's Freddy Krueger. There's a movie called Nightmare on Elm Street. A little bit later, maybe a year or so later, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 came out. But then, ladies and gentlemen, they got some money. And the next one was Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors complete with the best 
soundtrack that a movie could ever have when it comes to like a movie like this anyway. It's uh, Dockin'. You ever rocked with Dockin'? I like rocking with Dockin'. And they're the ones that do this song. <laughs> Dream Warriors, the title track. Listen to Don Dockin' and his vocal stylings. Wow. Dream Warriors, Steve. They don't want to dream anymore. I love that fucking song. I was such a Dokken fan back in the day. And when they got this, this was like big news because MTV was still big and they made the video for it. And in the video, it's like, you know, because they were cheesy 80s videos. Dokken's like fighting Freddy Krueger with their rock. Wow. <laughs> you know, the power of rock of and course, roll yeah, can destroy a lot of evil. Absolutely. And, yeah. And, and in this case... Freddie was no different. They kicked his ass in that video. But we're but, but enough with the video. Enough with Doc. And let's get back to the movie. So yeah, you were the one that picked this one, and you've been picking some doozies this month I, because you were more of the. Uh, I love horror, you know that. But because you're sort of the horror master between the two of us, you've been picking these freely, and I think you've been doing a fine job, sir. I appreciate that. Like this is uh, this was kind of a cheat because this is a kind of a universal. Yeah, it's like if someone's like, I love Dream Warriors. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Of course you do, because it's a good, yeah. But I was like, if we're, I would rather do a surefire than risk a, okay, like, oh, let's see how good this horror movie is. And it turns out being sucky. And we have to talk about a sorry horror movie on the Geek Out Freak Out. No, can't happen. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, this one's road testing. Yes, it's road. I mean, how many years ago has it been now? Lord have mercy, dude. So- I believe it came out in 1980. I'll tell you right now, actually. I should have had that pulled up. I'm going 88. 87, actually. No, wow. 87 was the year. So it's like 32, 33 years old, man. And I remember this movie fondly because it was one of the movies that, like, my dad took us to movies, the whole family, but there was only a few that he took me to. Yeah, buddy, yeah. One of them was Young Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. Another was The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, There was definitely a couple Rocky movies in there, but this one was one of those. We saw those, I'm going to get local on you. UA8 in Clovis. Wow. I remember this day. It was a good day. I remember going there. I was excited because we were going to see a horror movie. Pops bought me my own large popcorn, Beautiful. some milk duds, Beautiful. a nice large soda. And we sat there. We enjoyed this fantastic movie. And that's not to say that 30 something years later, it doesn't show signs <laughs> yes. of stress. Yes. You know what I mean? It doesn't show some, some signs of aging. But I think for its time, you know, particularly that whole era of like slasher movies, you know, you had your Jason and you had your Jason, your Michael Myers, Steve, you got your Freddy Krueger's. I think it was a great submission. And I personally liked it better than the first two. I know the first one was, uh, you know, our introduction, of course. And you know, you gotta, you gotta get your introduction to Freddy, but this was the one where he just started to drift off into like the, uh, the puns yes. and things like that. Yeah. You know, he got a little more like his character became bigger. And I think that had absolutely everything to do with the budget on this one, which you look at it now and you're like, Oh, that was a big budget, you know, because things have changed yeah. so much, Yeah, but it was in fact a bigger budget movie. And that's uh, quite enjoyable. It also has the, I believe it was the introduction to Patricia Arquette as well. 
Oh, wow. She looks fantastic still today. She looks amazing today. I loved her, man. She, uh, I had a big old crush on her in that movie. And then I kind of forgot about her for a long time until she came back as Alabama Whirly in True Romance. Mm-hmm. Another great movie. But that's a whole other movie. We'll talk <laughs> about this one. So, okay, what's going on with this movie? So it's several years later now. I believe it's actually two or three years later since the in- initial Elm Street murders. And what's going on with this one is Kristen is this young girl who has the ability to not only be like totally cognizant in her lucid dreams, but she's able to now pull people into her dreams. Okay. So during one of the, uh, the dreams that she's having, this is right at the beginning of the movie. She comes face to face with, uh, with Freddie who gives her a couple of slashes on the wrist. And this puts her into the mental institution. Her mom thinks she's suicidal, puts her into the mental institution. I think her mom had, um, a different agenda, though, because she was bringing home all these guys with the booze. They like the bourbon and stuff like that. I think she wanted some free time. So she found it a good time to go ahead and just send her off to the mental institution. Now, this is the best part about it, Steve. Turns out, just by chance, she picked the right, men- <laughs> she picked the right mental institution, Steve, because there's, there's like four or five other people there that have all been having the same problem she has. Isn't that a great coincidence? Wonderful coincidence. Not not that's not the only coincidence, though, Steve, because it just so happens that in group therapy, she ends up meeting her new counselor. And guess who that counselor is, Steve? I give up who it's Nancy from the original. Come on. How is that for a coincidence? Right. So, like I said, Kristen is able to pull people into her dreams. One night she's having a bad one. She's really on a sick one, man. And she pulls Nancy into the dream. And they're like, oh, snap. We figured out how to do this. So. What this movie equates to is being that Nancy is a counselor. She has rounded up all these other kids that are troubled teens that have been having the same issues. And do I say why they've had these same issues, Steve? I mean, this is a 30 year old movie. It's a 30 year old. You could do that, dude. 30 something year old movie. Well, it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, that all of these children that are having, they're children. I mean, they're all kids until they're 18, right? These kids are all in the mental institution because they've all been having the same type of a situation. And they've all been seeing Freddie in their dreams and and they've all been sent there for this. Well, it turns out she's able to get them all together. And in their dreams, they're able to exercise these dream powers that they have. One of them has super strength. This guy named, I forget, Kincaid, I believe his name was. Hey, come on, you Jim. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask you about him, man. What are your thoughts on Kincaid? I I just don't think, um, you know, they, they don't, they didn't know how to write black folks yet. They just didn't. You know, and unfortunately, I think um, Monster Project probably used the, you'd be like, oh, that's how you do it. So, you know, that's unfortunate. We need a solid black character. Hey, <laughs> like, Jack, come look on. No fur- look no further than Dream Warriors. Say, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do uh, pretty much do that job to Kincaid. Yeah. And uh, it's a bit rough to watch. But still, Kincaid, he's um, he's a, and go figure, he's a violent person. Yeah, imagine violent, that. Steve. You know what I mean? He's the black. He's the one black kid, and out of the whole group, prone to violence. But anyway, but man, that's, but that's not, no spoiler. But he, it, they don't do what a lot of horror movies since then did. This is true. I love this. That. Is true. Yeah, he's able to see the light of death. Yes. You know what I mean? But he is just tragically, tragically Dude. done Dude. in a way that is just so stereotypical that yes. you, you kind of have to get past. I imagine that like when you first watched this, that it wasn't that noticeable. I but, didn't, I couldn't know, believe it when I watched it. Like when I watched it recently, I was like, Jesus, was it always that bad? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they put him in the cheap muscle shirts. Gee, the whole movie. 
the whole bit he was he was playing that character he didn't care about um, anybody hey such and such is dying well i don't care jack that fool must be weak so i'm like gee what are we doing today what you trying to do to me you jive ass turkey <laughs> <laughs> what's up yeah. freddy come get me with your weak claws jive turkey fred i'm like man what are we doing what are we doing kincaid moon walks away from freddy and <laughs> It was, but here's what I, and also someone dies. I did not remember that person dying at the end. I was like, Oh, really? Huh? Oh, I remembered that. And it was funny when it happens too, because it also has John Saxon in the yeah, movie. dude, John Saxon who plays uh, Nancy's father in the original movie. He's estranged. And she, you know, the, the, basically the story is, is that they need to get his help. They go to get his help and he's like, hell no, I'm not going to be doing that. With good reason. Turns out with good reason. Yeah. With, good, with very good reason. <laughs> Uh, leaves are hanging, but then of course he does come back. And great towards kill. the end of the movie, great kill, dude. Great yeah, but kill. I I'd kind of forgotten about it. I remembered the moment it happened, but when uh, he appears to her, oh, I'm like, man. oh my god, <laughs> are they really doing this right now? This is how they're going to do it. And huh? they were like, nope. But then again, <laughs> yeah, they're like, got you, Dan. I said, all right, touche, touche. And I'm sure a lot of people in the theater, since they did that sort of thing in movies so often, they're like, oh. And the director was like, no, this is Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes, again. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing about Nightmare on Elm Street movies. That's what makes them fun, I think. And I think that as they went on, I can't remember how many they did exactly, but as they went on, they continued to get more and more campy. And for some reason, it was working for them because Nightmare on Elm Street is a total classic. And I don't classic. recall these movies I don't recall the movies ever being unsuccessful in the theater. No. Like, you know, the, the crowd that was going to go to them was going to go regardless of Absolutely. whether the movie was bad because or not. You know, so. I dare say that he is the best, the best horror figure I have ever seen on screen. Only because you see his, if you, like, imagine you're at Comic-Con and they're like, we're bringing back a horror figure. Lights go out and you just see his silhouette with his claw out. Everyone in the place will know who that is without any more conversation. No, yeah, you don't need anything but that. Nothing else. If he has his, his hands out next to his shoulder, people are going to lose their mind. Now, if you see Jason or or um or uh, uh, Jason or um, come on from from uh, Michael Myers, yeah, Michael Myers, you'll be like, that's either Jason or Michael Myers. That's one of those people in that silhouette. There's no question with Freddy, the fedora. Everything and it just in like when you see him in a dream and you see him against the light with his claws out, it is a striking figure, dude. He is just a scary figure. It's freaking scary. I think that they were onto something when they redid Freddy Krueger. I just think that they didn't stick the landing. I think they that didn't. they uh, they rushed it. Yes, they had a great actor for him. But I think the makeup, it was just weird because, you know, if you're, he's an icon. Yes. Freddy Krueger's an icon. Yes. So to, to, to bring him back and just sort of make him look kind of like him, Mm-mm. I think hurt the movie. Yeah. Like, I think that was one thing where the movie would have really had to have been superior for that to work because he still looked scary, but you get used to seeing the smile of Robert Englund. That's, the- I think only, it's unfortunate, but he's such a perfect character yeah. that, only one person can play him. It's not a, you don't have a mask on. You can still see Robert England's features and those features are Freddy Krueger. So you can't have someone else do it. It's over when he, when he doesn't do it anymore. It's over. 
Let it go. And you know what? It had a good, it had a better run with, than how many horror movies in history. That's a good run. You can yeah, let it, it go. It's okay. I still think that it's that they could bring it back, though. I think that it, if they're going to reboot a movie, and, and let me just say right now, I'm against rebooting movies, but Hollywood isn't, right? So it very well may happen again at some point. Mm-hmm. I think they did. They got close. It just didn't. What it was, it was the script. I think I could have gotten past his appearance if they made him, you know, twice as scary as he should and have been. bigger. Yeah, and bigger. That's the thing. Jackie Earl Haley is not a big no. guy. So you're getting chased by this little short guy with a claw. Still scary, but they just put so much. I think it was just a, a movie of its time, too, because they put so much emphasis in, like, the sexy characters and, like, you know what I mean? That 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 real cheap yeah, kind of horror dude. movie yeah. where you know everything that's going to happen is very predictable. Uh, the storyline, they, they changed a storyline that really shouldn't need to be changed. I mean... If anything, Dream Warriors really captures what that was about because it's described. Matter of fact, it features Freddie's mother in it. I don't know if I Which should say that. Is so, that a it is such a smart. It's like clever because you they don't tip their hand. They just don't until the yeah. end. You're like, oh yeah, that would have made total sense. And you're, yeah. they never tip the hat to that. And I was like, normally people uh, movies would make that the whole thing. They'd make such a big deal about that. They just don't. You see her like three times. And then later on, you retroactively like, oh my God, she was saying, I need you to kill my son. You need to kill him. You need to put his bones to rest. Dude. And I was like, wow, that gives it such a dark. And the kills, the uh, welcome to primetime. Of course, that's a classic kill. Not fair. But when you see her hanging out of the screen, that's a striking thing. That was pretty graphic. I'm glad you brought that up because I remember looking at it and going, huh, that does not look bad at all. (laughs) That looks really good. And when you, when he, I love the, the, not with the doll and then he grows at the foot of your bed. Imagine a monster, because everyone freaks out at a monster at the foot of your bed. But him growing to full size at the foot of his bed and then leading him around by his nerves. Jesus, yeah. dude. Yeah, like a like a puppet, you know. <laughs> dude, um, oh also, my God. Even, and, even, and as crazy as it was, I thought that they did a good job with the like extended neck giant head oh, version dude. of Freddy. Yes. That was eating them. You know, kind of like a snake, I guess you could say. But how it, it just fell good, down. Particularly boom. for its time. Yes. And yeah. then how he looked at her and said, you. I said, this is a... Cl- you can't say you're not in at that point. You're like, oh, this is going to be fun and then when he when he uh with the nerve thing where you see his big silhouette with the night sky behind him i was like this is so clever just making him bigger than life in his dreams like i i am the king of this place this is my zone and i just thought it was so cool but then i thought it was interesting that you know they let him live in reality a little bit where he senses something is happening with his bones and that little cool, very, very army of darkness. It, yeah, you know, that's a good point. Very army of darkness. And I'm like, oh, that's now, mind you, when I say that, um, don't if you haven't seen Nightmare on the Street, there's nothing in here where his practice, practical effects are as good as anything in the Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. Not nothing no. is nothing no. is going to matter of fact. I mean, that's a legendary but, and I imagine the further out you see this movie, the cheaper it's going to look. Absolutely. That's the one honest. thing I will say. Evil, uh, re- Watching Evil Dead recently, it doesn't look cheap. I don't know how they did it. I really don't understand it. But, I mean, obviously, you know, it was a spe- there are certain things that are like lightning in a bottle. And I think 
creating Freddy Krueger, especially the story behind how he created him, the inspiration. I'm like, oh, it was lightning in a bottle, Freddy Krueger. You don't come up with people like that. It just yeah, definitely. happens. And Freddy, in my opinion, is the king of, of these figures of horror. He's the king. There's going to be people... You know, there's people before him. Now, mind you, I'm not saying that he's the legend as in like Wolfman, Frankenstein. No, I'm saying, you know, those are like statues. Those are people around Olympus. You know what I'm saying? Slasher icons. Those are the iconic Dracula, the Wolfman and Frankenstein are the Olympus gods of horror. You know, you You're may referring think they're to the slasher icons. Yes, right? I'm talking about the slasher icons that, you know, after them, there's no one that is going to be. Freddy Krueger. He is just, he, he comes in your dreams. He's, he's in your dreams with you where you feel the safest. He invades it and makes it, and he makes it poisonous. And it's just, and you don't even have to fall asleep crazy. There's times where a person like puts their head down for a quick second and he's there. Let's rock and roll. Fantastic movie, dude. I, you already know my rating five out of five. It's a legendary movie. Freddy is a legendary person. So, you know, if you guys haven't watched this movie, even with the spoilers, I promise you with some popcorn and your kid, maybe 10, 11, they're going to have a real. Now, I would even say they might not want to go to bed. They might be like, I've never seen anything like this. So maybe I'd push it to 13, 14, 13, 14. You'd have a good time with your child watching this movie. But if they're not used to horror movies, this is a huge jump in because Freddy is no joke. You know, I'll agree with you in the fact that you know, from my adult eyes, there's a lot of cheap practical effects mm-hmm. and it does look a little cheesy at times. But then again, like I said, that's because it's a movie of its time. Yes. And we've seen what they what they can do now. You know what I mean? But I kind of have to commend them for it because I think they were going more hardcore than they actually had the means to go. Absolutely. Back then. You know what I mean? They were going beyond their budget with their ideas. So you got to give them a little bit of credit for that. But yeah, I think that um, if your children have seen movies. They don't necessarily even need to be horror mm-hmm. movies, but movies where like even Harry Potter, for instance, there's some, yes. some scenes in there that are somewhat graphic. I think as long as they can take that, they should be fine to watch this at like age 10. 11. Absolutely. But yeah, a little bit older because even though the practical effects are cheesy, it's some of the things that they're doing, the content, the yes. way that these people are he killed. That might be a little dreams. That's scary. Yeah. And well, like there's a hypodermic needle scene. Oh, you really want to explain that. that to your kid. Oh, you know what I mean? Well, this yeah. is, she was a heroine. You're right, you're right, junk, right. She was a junkie. Right. And now this is how she's dying. Right. But anyway, yeah, I agree with you. I think for a movie that's of its time out of the nightmare on Elm street, you know, the, uh, out of the nightmare on Elm street movies, I should say, I think that this was my favorite one. Again, it has the Dokken soundtrack, and I, you really can't go wrong rocking with Dokken. But as far as Freddy himself, I will, too, give it five out of five hypodermic needle fingers. Love it. And, and dude, it's just, there's a reason Dream Warriors is, there's a reason they still go to, like, these horror cons. And they haven't made a Nightmare on Elm Street for I don't know how. Like, would you say if you went to a horror con, Robert England's table will have people there? Of course. And he hasn't done... Freddy for no, but he doesn't need to do another thing. He's got V and Freddy Krueger. He doesn't have to do anything else. A thing he could just because, and you know what? He earned that. He earned that because he did not play Freddy stupid. He knew who he was playing, and he embodied who he was playing. Yeah, and the campier it got, the more he leaned into. Oh, dude, he knew what he was doing. Fantastic. So yeah, guys, go see that, please, please. What's next, brother? 
Well, it looks like it's about the end of the show, Steve. Love but it. before we go, I do have one more story oh, from snap. this guy named Steve Hudson. Oh, snap. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm hoping this is going to be my favorite story oh, simply we'll because see. the title of the story <laughs> is My Favorite Dog. Oh, yeah. So from the from the dark minds of Steve <laughs> Hudson comes forth this story. Enjoy. I am freaking out. I'm standing in the backyard looking down at the dead body of my favorite dog and his head is missing. But then I remembered. I left it in my backpack. (laughs) Silly me. (laughs) You sick bastard, Steve. You killed your dog. I like you, man. I like that these they're these little these little bite-sized grabs that you can get. I think you're onto something here, man. You know what the maybe like a <laughs> uh, a podcast storybook. Oh, you know what? Here's here's what I would say. I think hopefully for next next uh next time around, dude, we could like have a long form story. But we'd have to start working on it in like August. Well, I have an idea that I kind of already gave you. That's a Let's really good story. Let's just say one story. of our ideas doesn't one of our ideas doesn't work out that we can't talk about. That could always go that direction. Oh, dude, that's good. No, it will work out. You do th- people. The idea he had is so. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? You're talking about my idea. Yes, this wasn't my idea. Your idea. It's which one so was that? Gory. <laughs> what are you talking about? The missing limbs. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about another story. Okay. Huh. I wanted that. I think you, I think that one is, that one is a really, like the idea, especially since you got the sound effect, hearing what you just did, I think you could like really make that a, if you just start working like a January, you would be like, oh, it's done and polished and perfect. It's perfect. I'll be real with you in the fact that because I busted that out in an hour, I am now kind of like encouraged to do dude, something like that. Dude, so we'll see what happens. It is I'm not so I'm not like trying to blow myself. I'm just saying it came out better than I thought it would. But now you see how the things that we used to say, how do they do this? Now you're like, oh, this is how they do this. Yeah, you can just yeah. put a bunch of these stories and it's not as crazy as you probably thought before. You're like, okay, once you get into the you get a template going, it's you got it. But man, your your sound effects were incredible, bro. And Thanks, I felt her walking around the the cabin. I'm just like, holy cow, dude. That's a really good story. <laughs> Thank you, Epidemic Sound. I gotta appreciate I, that. I love, love it. So everybody, I hope you like the wonderful geek out freak out for this year. The next voice you're gonna be hearing is either Dan or Vampanathan. I don't know which one it's going to be, but I love you so much. We're gonna next time we're gonna be able to talk about Halloween Horror Nights, hopefully, if Dan and I both feel comfortable enough in the apocalypse to go into a crowd full of people. Peace. Yes, it is I, Vampanathan, here one final time to bid you all adieu. I will see you next fall. Same time, same place. One last laugh for the road. <laughs> okay, I got to go. See you later. Nice, time. nice talking to you guys. I'll see you next week. Next week. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out what's going on next week. (laughs)
That's that's enough for Van Panathan. My name is Dan Ramirez. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Geek Out Freak Out 3. We are glad to be back with this. We're sorry we missed last year, but we're not going to do that anymore. It's too much fun. Plus, now I like writing stories, and so does Steve. So who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what Geek Out Freak Out 4 is going to be like next year? Word. I don't. Enough of that, though, because it's time to get going, folks. You've got things to do. We've got things to do. This is where I share this little part with you. It's a little something I do at the end of the show. People, be good to yourselves and be good to the people around you. Peace and happy Halloween.